Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. Welcome to the Wildland Podcast with my host, um, me, Sports Guy <laughs> David, and my co-host Lucas Race. How you doing, man? Terrible. Let me tell the people right now. Okay, so last week I had a 17 parlay that that I shared with you guys. Put ten dollars down to win four sixty one. Well, I never put those ten dollars down. I forgot that there was a Saturday game. The, the, one of the games in my parlay was on Saturday, and I was I, I it was part of my parlay, and I've never placed it. I thought I usually play some just Sunday morning right before the games because I like seeing the odds change, and um, uh, I didn't do that. You know, I, I just wasn't in time. I totally forgot, slipped my mind, and of course that, that parlay hit. That one of the few parlays that would have hit this year that I gave you. So I'm very terrible, uh, but uh, hopefully I don't know. But I, I, that was supposed to help with Christmas gifts and shit. But now, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no one's getting shit this year. But what about you? No one's getting shit today. I'm I'm doing good. I've been really productive this week, and I'm a, I'm have a long day ahead of me, so I'm ready to get it out of the way. I like I like productive days. Makes me feel what you got, what you got uh, going on today? What's what did I got to do? Okay, so I got to I'm I did wing and wing Wednesday, so I got to. Edit that oh, you already did that today? That. Nice. And then, um, well, I, well, a little industry trick. I film it on Tuesday oh, and then post yeah, secret. And edit it. A little secret, yeah. Shows ain't filmed on the same. Shows are not filmed on the same day. Got to edit that and then we go Christmas shopping. And then I want to make an ugly Christmas sweater, a Chargers themed one. I, I usually make an ugly Christmas sweater every year, but I don't know. Wash my car because I just got oil, oil changed up and all this stuff. Clean my room. And then I got some other shit to do. I forgot. It'll probably, it'll probably get to me. But yeah, real, I got a real productive day. And then tomorrow's Christmas Eve, guys. I did, I did not know until I seen the day right now. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Totally kind of forgot about Christmas this year, based off this year, because everything's going so bad. But if you go on my Instagram, um, I'm doing a Charger giveaway. Um, just want to put that out there right now. And there's a lot of interactions, and I'm going to buy another prize. But uh, I'm in the giving spirit this year. And make everyone's year better. So, but here we go. We're, as you know, we do the preview, review, and parlays later. Lucas, put your money in right now. <laughs> uh, we don't want to. We hate to see it. Um, mine's never hit, so I never got that frustrated. So, all right, here we go. First game I want to talk about right here. Um, let's see. Uh, let's talk about the Jets and the Rams, man. What happened? The Rams imploded within themselves. I think they were just. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, caught slipping with the pants down. Not that they were uh, underestimated the Jets. Maybe they they're like, oh, they they haven't won a team, they haven't won a game all year. You know, we got this. But the Jets came out firing. I mean, off all cylinders, and this defense was there. And I think they're just, I think the Rams are just flat footed. Um, McVay said he they really humbled them, and uh, it should. I mean. Now they're nine and five. They could have they could have got a lead in the um in the division, but uh, even the stats wise doesn't look great. But the defense of the Jets picking off Jared Goff and and short fields and uh, it was just it was astonishing to me that the the fucking Jets won. And I was on the Jets sack last week, <laughs> and I was like this week I was like nah they're not gonna lose to the Rams. The Rams have a great defense. And um, I think they just got ex- exploited a little bit. And um, I don't think – I think this is just a, a bad week for the Rams. And with this Jets win, now they move up to second in the draft. So they can't even lose right. Like, it's, <laughs> Jaguars move up to number yep. one. And New York Jets move to number two. But I don't know why I just want to – I'm going to go on a mini rank here. I don't know why teams 
as bad as the Jets or as bad as the Jaguars um, record-wise. They go for a quarterback. I think the Jets have way more problems mm-hmm. than just a quarterback. And then if you put a quarterback in a shitty situation like the Cincinnati Bengals did, look what happens. You get injured. I think that they need to invest in other things more. Sam Donald, I know I've been shitting him all year, but you draft him pretty high. Why don't you build around him? I know Trevor Lawrence is one of a kind. You know, you thought um, a lot of players were one of a kind type players, you know? So, like, I think they should build around what they got instead of going for a quarterback every single time they, they, they're, you know, having a bad record. It's a little bit more than that. Um, I don't know. What, what's, what's your opinion on that? You think they should go straight quarterback or do you think they should build around? Well, got. the writing's on the wall for now Jacksonville to take um, Trevor Lawrence because they're number one, so I have no idea. But Jaguars could definitely lose both these games. I don't think they could steal um, a win against the Bears or the Colts. That's their final two opponents. So I think that they're they're going to get the number one, and the Jets are kind of stuck with number two now. It's, it's fucking wild, man. Starting the season 0-13, and then you're not even going to get the number one pick. Sucks. But um, I, I, I kind of tend to kind of agree with you. I mean, I don't think that this team's ready to draft a new quarterback. We've seen quarterbacks just get thrown into and, and get uh, bad cards dealt to them, you know? I don't think that the Jets are like, let's say the Cardinals, for example. The Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen, and Josh Rosen never really got a chance to prove himself. But then a year later, they draft Kyler Murray, and he completely changes the team. So basically, what you got to ask yourself is, do you think that he's uh, the quarterback that you're going to draft – um, I know it's kind of more of a question for the Jacksonville Jaguars now about J- Trevor Lawrence, but point being, do you think that this quarterback has the the skill set and the intangibles and everything to elevate his teammates and play at a high level and really change things without much help? You know, Kyler Murray, his skill set works very well with what they have, and they they also traded for DeAndre Hopkins, and they, their whole team looks completely different. The Jets seem so much further away from the Cardinals. Um, not even in a similar situation as as uh, Joe Burrow. I think Burrow had a few weapons over there to work with in uh, Cincy. I mean, he had Joe Mixon, but the Jets don't even have a running back. The best they have Frank Gore, who shout out Frank Gore with a clutch play at the end of the game to get that first down and then seal the win for the Jets. You know, and also, I mean, the the receiving core for the Jets they only got Jamison Crowder and uh, Denzel Mims, Brashad Perryman. That's that's solid, but I, I don't know if if uh, you, you'd want to draft there. Their offensive line, I think, still has a lot of questions, and their defense still has a lot of questions. Marcus May had a huge game, another player that you you like um, that has been showing up throughout the throughout the year. But uh, back to the question, I, I think if you have more pressing needs, especially with that number two pick, you probably just have to build, you know. But the Jets fans, they want Lawrence, and uh, they they really want a, a quarterback that'll change things. But besides Lawrence, I'm not sure if this draft has that. I haven't we haven't gone too much far into our offseason stuff, so. Uh, I, I think we could for, uh, answer that question better uh, later on in the off season, but yeah, I see what your point is. You know, uh, they have they have really big problems. The Jets do, but this game going back, I'm going on Sean McVay's head. What the hell are you doing? Like, what what is this? <laughs> you're you're uh, rushing. You know, Cam Akers went down, and I think that really threw things off a lot. But uh, besides Cam Akers, no one else had more than one rush, and and. They were depending on the deep ball so much this game, and I was just so confused because why are you trying to get the the bomb on the Jets? I think they learned their lesson from allowing that hail mary a few weeks ago. They're going to protect the deep the deep ball, the deep big play, and Sean McVay just was convinced on attacking and and even late in the game uh, to to try and. 
just look for the big play. This is a team, the Jets, that you could just wear out by just simply running the ball. But let me read you the stats. The only, the only rushing here for the Rams, Cam Akers, 15 carries, 63 yards, no touchdowns. The rest on the list, Robert Woods, one carry for 40 yards, probably on a jet sweep. Jared Goff for one scramble, nine yards. Malcolm Brown, one carry, four yards. Daryl Henderson, one carry for negative two yards. So it was a completely terrible game plan by Sean McVay. Jared Goff is not that guy to take apart defenses, even the worst ones in the league. And um, talk about a team with quarterback issues. You know, so just a terrible game plan by Sean McVay. I, I think that this game is definitely on him. And uh, this is a Rams team that I just view completely different uh, because they have a solid defense, but their offense, you just don't know which which type of team you're going to get out there each, each week. So, And it sucks because the, the Rams offense – on paper, looks great. You know, you got Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks. They both have 75 um, receptions um, each. And I, I, I know that's a crazy stat. Um, two receivers have more than 75 receptions each. There's a record. Just, I forgot the record, but that that's a record just somehow. And um, I just I just don't know. The, the run game just still hasn't been solid. You know, Cam Akers, they finally, you know, they finally found a running back in Cam Akers. And then once, once they're, they're running back that week or, or, have been consistent for the weeks go down or not going well the other ones don't step up i don't know it's really weird shout out to defensive coordinator inter inter uh defensive coordinator frank bush yeah man he 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 called a hell of a good game and frank gore with when he, did you see him with his hands up he's like pass me the fucking ball because he, he knows that dude is a 15-year vet dude he's like pass me the ball Come on, get this first down sam darnold um that's why i don't think he's that elite yet I, if he was elite he would have seen that quickly and he probably would have got more if this was a different situation. He just needed to get the first down. I get it. But Sam Darnold took way too long. I was like, Oh my God, pass the damn ball. Even I was yelling at the TV. I'm like, or my iPad. I was like, pass the ball. But, um, shout out to the jets, man. Uh, sucks for them. They don't get the first pick, but uh, I don't, I, 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 Sam Darnold, I see a couple flashes and I know I shit on him constantly, but, um, I, I would build around, um, that and Marcus May is one of my favorite strong safeties and Matt and I trade for him every time I throw the kitchen sink at a team for that guy he that dude puts in work I like it all right moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs who got a narrow win over the Saints man and Drew Brees just did not look good I think he was still injured yep. um the announcer said uh this is a good analogy he said in the World Series you play your ace even though he's injured because you want that talent there um I don't know how I felt about that I know it was against the Kansas City Chiefs um, I think you could have caught him off guard with Taysom Hill with his ability, what he could do. I know he's not the greatest passer, but he's a great runner, and I feel like they could uh, run a lot of wildcat and throw a, little, a lot of different things at the Chiefs. But instead, they put Drew Brees in, and this is actually the first time that uh, Mahomes versus Drew Brees. But um, it, it just wasn't there. And, um, yeah, he just did not look healthy at all. It was kind of like Daniel Jones a couple weeks ago when he came in. He just looked really stiff. You know, and, like, Drew Brees wasn't, like, he, he was hesitating on that interception he threw in the first quarter. He, like, it, it, it was almost a pump fake, but that's what probably defensive thought of, defensive, defensive backs thought it was, but he just hesitated. And they brought that up, and I was like, yeah, it looked like he hesitated. He's second-guessing himself, and then he, he hesitated once. Two seconds later, he threw the ball, and then it was intercepted. So I don't think Drew Brees looked the same. It sucks. If it was a healthy Drew Brees, I think this game would have been different. That's why I, I picked the Saints to win, but they lost. Uh, but it was a good game. They they kept it close, but if Drew Brees was healthy, this would have been a different outcome. Yeah, he started the game off like 0 for 5 in an interception. Yeah, oh, it was 0 for 6. 0 for 6. Or something like that. And I was just like, what? I think that was the first time he's mm -hmm. really done that or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, um, I don't think 
I agree. You know, this is a this is a team a two game losing streak now, but uh, to a, a totally different Eagles team and now uh, to the Chiefs. But I think I agree with you. I don't think that Drew Brees was 100% healthy. No way he could have been. I mean, those injuries he sustained was in fucking insane. It didn't even sound real. But 12, 12 cracked ribs. And a punctured lung on top of that. So you know that guy was hurt, yeah. hurting. And um, the stat line doesn't look too bad at the end of the day. 15 to 34, that's terrible completion percentage. But given how he started the game, 225 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. I mean, he did, he did play better as the game went along, I think. And the, the second half was a completely different story. I think they just got off way too way too slow start. They also, you have to remember that, that punt that they uh, could have recovered in the end zone that at the end of the half, that should have been a touchdown. And that was part of the difference in the game right there. Um, they should have recovered that. So there were a lot of plays that they left out there, I feel like, New Orleans. I am still not tripping about them as much as I'm tripping about, like, panicking about, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers and and other teams that, that started off the season very well and uh, are falling apart. I think New Orleans needs to quickly get back on track, though, uh, get Alvin Kamara and the running game a lot more involved, and um, they're also missing Michael Thomas, too. So they weren't even 100% at all in the lineup um, just on paper coming into this game. So this is, uh, you know, a, a New Orleans team that they, they come short. But, you know, based off that start, you know, a terrible start against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm surpri- kind of surprised that this game wasn't blown wide open. So I think there's a little bit of a positive that you could take away here. I mean, you everyone saw Drew Brees play bad. Everyone saw the uh, the offense get off to a really slow start and just uh, wasn't playing the best. But given the context of all these things, I think that New Orleans probably should have maybe lost this game by a lot more. So them only losing by three is kind of a good sign. The Chiefs, though, I mean, what can you say? They're they're very good. Um, I think they lost Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, a little bit towards the end of the game. They got their running yeah. game going, something that they don't really need to get going, but they did against a very good running defense against the Saints. Uh, 41 total carries for the team, 179 total yards and a touchdown. Uh, this is a recipe for success if they could get this going, uh, this run game going into the uh, postseason. Uh, this is something that they haven't really done all year, but if they get it going, I think that uh, – Maybe we haven't seen their ceiling. This is something that uh, this is like that that one tweet that Michael Jordan, the the Chiefs are like the Jordan Bulls, uh, starting to heat up with the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be scary. Yeah, um, the Chiefs are just built different offensively. They got speed. Travis Kelsey, um, he's a, he's one of the leading receivers, and he's a tight end. Um, he's a generational talent that's going to turn around this. Well, I think tight ends already kind of evolved with blocking to receiving now because all the great. Um, ones we got, but I think Travis Kelsey is just going to be the GOAT in tight ends. I know George Kittle, if he was healthy, you'll probably put a conversation, but Travis Kelsey is just the GOAT. Like, and you know the thing about Travis I know so much about his personal life because my best friend's sister is, like, in love with him, and every time we talk about football, she'll just mention, like, oh, my God, he's back with his girlfriend, and, like, they're liking each other's shit now, or they're commenting on each other's stuff. They post each other's stuff. Like, I know everything about his, like, life. He has a pretty hot girlfriend. I think they're together. I think they're back together. I'm going to hit her up and see if they're back together. <laughs> I think they're back together. We need an update. But, like, I know everything about her personal life. Yeah. I'll give you an update next week if they're together. <laughs> Moving on to a next this next game. Dude, Jalen Hurts, Ooh, man. Yeah. God damn, Jalen Hurts. You have him on fantasy, and we're versing each other, so I'm kind of scared. But this dude, woo, he's a bad man. I know he went tw- 24 for 44. He passed it a lot, but he did it on the ground, 283 yards, four total touchdowns, no interceptions. Man, it was it went down to the wire, and uh, Kyla Murray, 
I think Kyler Murray is a miniature version of Russell Wilson, and Jalen Hurts is a mini, mini version of Kyler Murray. There's levels. Is he, is he shorter than? I think, no way. I, I, I'm not height wise. Oh. I mean, like play style wise. It, it, like you know those Russian dolls. You know, you, it's like Russell Wilson first, and then inside you got Kyler Murray. Inside of that, you got Jalen Hurts. These guys, they're all the same but different. Same, same but different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kyler Murray's just goddamn dude. You got when you got D Hop, 169 yards and a touchdown, 11 targets, nine receptions, dude. You you, you got a dub, dude. This dude is just uh, man. I I want to do a top five receiving um, receiver list. Um, I don't know where there's so much good receivers that he has to be what two? Yeah, two, I put Devontae first and then DeAndre. I'm okay. D, D, okay, Devontae, D Hop. Um, damn. See, Stephon I don't know Diggs. where to see that. I think I'll put that. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs. I'll put Keenan Allen up there. I, I, that's me trying to be unbiased. That dude had is great. And Stephon Diggs, DK. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking DK. Maybe that's just my bias. I think that's a five, a good five. Julio and Michael Thomas, they kind of been like, eh, this year. They're great receivers, though. But, um, man, Jalen Hurts, I think the the Eagles are just, I mean, we shit on the Eagles all year. When all their, their offensive line gets healthy, their defense gets healthy, the receivers get healthy, I think they, I think they definitely need to draft a receiver. Um, they're definitely missing some talent there. Um, Austin Jeffries, Jalen Rager, and Zach Ertz are not going to do it. Um, they, they need something new. I think they need to go in free agency, get like a – they need like a, I don't know. They need, they need something to offense, but Jalen Hurts is doing the most what he can with what he got, and he is impressing me. If he was starting, he probably would have been rookie of the year. He would probably be right there with Justin Herbert and, yep. and Justin Jefferson, the rookie of the year. And um, um, Wentz is not happy. He wants out. So, uh, quick question. Just I don't want to get into depth. But we'll do this in off season. If Carson Wentz leaves, where would he land? I'm thinking Bears, Jaguars, or Jets. If they don't draft a quarterback, yeah, but they're definitely one of those teams are drafting quarterback, but the other one that doesn't, they might kind of swoop in and get Carson Wentz. Yeah, maybe a team like the Niners too, Denver. Oh, the yeah. Niners. Um, maybe even New England might be looking for another quarterback. So uh, there's a lot of spots that could open up for sure. Uh, I would put my my money on the Niners. Let's see that. I'll put my money on New England. I think Bill Belichick could turn his career around, but I know. They don't spend too much money on players. Uh, but I would love to see Bill Belichick turn around Carson Wentz because that dude's getting so much hate, so much. I feel just bad for him. He's mentally beat up. I know we, you you heard him, man. They Nick Foles took over his team, won the Super Bowl, and then he gets injured. Like, it, his story just sucks, man. If I was a quarterback, I would probably be Carson Wentz. That's, that's how bad my luck is. Um, I think Bill Belichick could turn around his career for real. But – um. That's a long shot. That's a long shot. I want to know the odds. There's probably odds where Carson Wentz is going to land next year. Yeah. Do you see those yeah, they're, odds? They're fucking wild. Like, the odds, <laughs> dude, the odds that, like, like where a player would land next year, like, and, like, the, the last team is, like, some crazy, outrageous team. And I just love, I love seeing that shit. It's uh, um, enter- entertaining as hell. But um, what's, what's your thoughts on this game? This game was crazy. This game was crazy. I think that, uh, Jalen Hurts, the receptions that he had, or the completions that he had, 24 completions to a bunch of different receivers. No one had more than five receptions on this team. Jalen Rager had five receptions, the most, uh, with 49 yards. Next on this list is Dallas Goddard with four for 39. Uh, Greg Ward also had four receptions for 15. 
Quez Watkins with three receptions, and then just a bunch of different receivers with two or one reception. So he was spreading the love. He wasn't targeting just one player, and I think that's a really good sign, especially if you're looking for uh, production of a young quarterback to not be staring down receivers and to be, you know, actually going through your progressions and finding actual players that are wide open. And you'll see the top receiver um, was Zach Ertz, Austin Jeffrey, and then Jalen Rager. So uh, the list is very healthy. Um, and also you got help from a little bit from Miles Sanders and just Jalen Hurts' running ability as well. This is uh, this is something nice that the Eagles got going on here. And I think it's a little... Oops, and I on, think sorry. that they still have a chance for the NFC East. I don't know. I, I think I, I heard that somewhere. I well, all the teams in the NFC East have a chance because of the division, yeah. but I think it's a little too little, yeah. too late. I think they should have started him probably like four weeks ago, and probably they probably would have have a lot more wins now. Um, I was kind of on the fence of Jalen Hurts, but I think what it is with defenses too, they just haven't seen a lot of tape on him. Yeah. Kind of like how a lot of these rookies are doing great. And, um, well, Justin Herbert is still excelling. That dude's just talented. But, like, some other players, um, you know, that, that they haven't seen tape on. And then when they finally do, you know, they kind of deconstruct what you're doing. But uh, Jalen Hurts is taking advantage of it, and he should because that dude is balling out. Moving on to the last in-depth preview we're going to do, and then we're going to do a lightning round. Uh, we got the Cincinnati Bengals, yes. bro. The Cincinnati Bengals, bro. Bro, I should have bet. I don't know why I did not bet on the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals or the Jets. I don't know why. If I would have hit just those two, I would have been oh, in man. right now. I probably and, been and the podcast, Darnell bro. Mooney prediction that I had that they were that Darnell Mooney was going to score a touchdown. If you would have part, we need to start doing yes. prop bets. I'm at playoffs. We're doing yes. prop bets. Fuck winning. We're going to do prop bets I, only. I predict the um, dude Darnell Mooney with a touchdown. That was like plus two eighty. Darnell Mooney paired that up with a Jets win and a Bengals win. That would have been insane. I would have been a millionaire. <laughs> I wouldn't be home right now. I wouldn't be home right now because I'm buying an island. I wouldn't be home right now doing this podcast. I'll be buying an island somewhere in Fiji or some shit. But the Cincinnati Bengals upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I, I kind of don't want to use my jokes I use for Winging and Wing Wednesday, so I won't. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, he did his pregame ritual and got rocked, dude. Von Bell's my new – I'm playing. I'm gonna play Madden if I have time today or this week. I'm gonna play Madden. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna trade the kitchen sink for Von Bell. He's my new. I, he's, I'm a Von Bell stand now. I'm gonna make. I'm fucking Instagram account on this dude. This dude rocked Juju, and it was just so great to see. I loved it so much. And Juju got shitted on on TikTok, on his comments on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Dude, it was like it was beautiful. I love to see it, man. Humbled his ass up. Ben Roethlisberger, man, 170 yards. They're Steeler fans are flipping on him. They're flipping on everyone. Dude, Ryan Finley, <laughs> the GOAT, the GOAT, man. This dude's face is frozen. Have you seen that meme? It's like his face is frozen. It's just He just stays smiling. Um, uh, Giovanni Bernard, 83 yards. When was the last time he did that? Ryan Finley with that big rush, and he got that first down to solidify the game. Oh, my God, dude. This Cincinnati Bengals team upset the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is more not so much an upset, which how crazy that is. I think Pittsburgh – is not that great. And I've been saying that. How long have I been saying that? How long have I been saying that? Since like week six, I probably started saying that when they're 6-0. and Look at their record. Even with this, this is their soft part of the yes. record too. Well, their whole record's soft, but they three in a row to teams that are not positive. Damn. I mean, yeah. damn. Uh, the Steelers, are they, they're not going to go. They're not going to get past um, round one in the playoffs. I guarantee that. Yeah, breaking news, and this is going to make you laugh. Um, Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster told reporters today 
for the betterment of myself and my teammates, I'm going to stop dancing on the logos. A little too late there, buddy. Yes. Uh, Von Bell rocked your shit. Yes. And, uh, you know, shout out Ryan Finley. Check this stat line out. 7 of 13, 78 yards and a touchdown, and you win the game. What about that one stat you said a few like a few months ago? That Gio Bernard yes. rushing for so much yards, they went, yeah, yeah. look it. I guess, it, <laughs> dude, this is any Bengals team is wild. Three and ten and one without Joe Burrow. They still some fight in them, dude. This is a divisional mm-hmm. game, too. So this stings a little bit more. Those Steeler fans, I follow a couple of them because Steeler fans are tight. I like Steeler fans on Twitter. They're, they're really cool. Um, they, um, a lot of them do a lot of cool posts and edits and stuff. So I fuck with Steeler fans. No bullshit. Um, but damn, dude, even the Steeler fans were like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. What the fuck? Man, they're it was like they're turning on players like pancakes, dog. That shit was crazy. I love to see it, man. Love to see it. Really humbling. Um, I think the Steelers really got to concentrate on not dancing and just got you got to play drop three. We get it, Juju. How old is he? What twenty three? You're still young. I get it, Claypool. We get it, you know. But it, this crunch yeah. time right here, dog. This is a long. You got to playoffs are coming, and if you get bounced off first round. Man, it's bad. And Ben Roethlisberger said he's coming back, so that's like a $31 million hit on the salary cap. I think that's a little selfish, but get your money, boy. Um, thing is, I don't even know damn. if he's gonna. they're going to want him back, especially after this performances. And also, the young players, I mean, they've had a lot of problems these past few weeks just masked by their um, undefeated record. But drops in their wide receiving core – and they're not getting these completions now. They're not even getting the ball to the receivers. Chase Claypool targeted eight times with only three receptions. And um, we used to see just a myriad of touchdowns from Chase Claypool and also Deontay Johnson, and we're not seeing those anymore. And so defenses just know how to game plan against the Steelers now. They are so one-dimensional. And to the point where a team like the Cincinnati Bengals would come out and put a performance like this, you would have thought they were like a playoff team the way they were hitting these players. Um, I loved it, though. It was totally um had all the feelings of uh, of a crazy division rival rivalry game and uh it was super entertaining honestly i i thought that this was going to be a terrible oh, game yeah was this was insane. a great game i thought uh, i thought it was fire um these Bengals steelers games actually produce a, a lot of entertaining games especially over the past few years there's always one huge hit too it feels like first it was vontez perfect then yep. juju laid the hit now that juju getting smacked um the Bengals definitely deserved this win though and now I, maybe Zach Taylor's job could be saved. We don't know. But going back to the Steelers, I think the bigger question lies with, is Mike Tomlin going to be able to respond appropriately? Because I think that yeah, he's a great coach, but his his team has definitely lost focus. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be a testament to how good of a coach he is to see how, how well they respond and how they close out their season. Because this is – they've gone off to a great start, and this is just uh, – I don't think I've seen anything like this, you know? Yeah, and great, great, like Mike Tomlin, he's a great coach. He, dude, I love Mike Tomlin, Tomlin when he does interviews. There's so much great yep. sound bites he, he creates, dude. The dude is a, um, he shares the same exact birthday with my dad. They're the same exact age, same year and everything. My dad always mentions that when he watches the Steelers. It's annoying. So I got to annoy you guys with that. But um, imagine you're a 34 year old vet in the locker room and you see this fucking kid doing this dance, <laughs> which is meant. That that teenager girls do. I'm talking underage chicks, you know, like on TikTok do, you know. Um, there's a couple of age baddies though <laughs> on there on TikTok. You got I gotta watch out. I'll get be wilding out on TikTok sometimes. Um follow me on TikTok sports guy David. Um but imagine you're just a thirty four year old dude after a loss 
and they did the trend like uh, with that song "It's Tricky," the the white girl, oh, uh, yeah. the, uh, white chick song. And you have to pick a side, like go undefeated on one side or lose to the Washington football team, and then like you have to pick a side, which way you want, you know, like. And it, it like that that pissed me off. Like you're after a loss, you're gonna do that shit. Like, oh, I'm glad this happened to him. I'm so incredibly glad this happened to him. Humbled them up, and um, hopefully they won't do that shit again because that shit's annoying. All right, we can go through the lightning round. Um, a game on Saturday games. I, I shouldn't even say Saturday games. I'm gonna trigger <laughs> you. But the the Buffalo Bills dismantled the Denver Broncos and put a beating. I mean, just like a beating. Josh Allen's making his case for MVP. And um, I think he's like maybe second right now. Maybe um, uh, uh, Mahomes with that three game, that three interception game probably put him second. Aaron Rodgers is up there. I think it's between those three. I think I got to put Derrick Henry in that oh, conversation respect. too. Definitely yep. got to put Derrick Henry. I'm going to put, I'm going to say it's, I, I want it to be Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers in that order. But um, we got one more week left, so, and um, hopefully Derrick Henry puts something on. He's almost person you gonna get two thousand yards rushing. No one's talking about that. When's the last time? When, I know. When's the last time? Um, I don't think even LT did. LT he had combined two thousand yards. With I don't. I'm gonna look that up. Where, where you? I feel uh, like the last two thousand was like was that CJ two K Chris Johnson? I don't know. The last two thousand. You know, rusher. going to this game. Look at this. Josh Allen averaging nine. Uh, Yards per completion. That is huge. That's nearly a first down per completion. And also, you got a little bit of the running game going, showing its presence, um, something that Buffalo never has. This is a team, if you could take their run game to the playoffs, I think Buffalo could win games. You also, uh, they, they ended with 24 carries, 182 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. You know, you, you start heating up in places that you haven't been really performing well all season. This is something that's scary for the playoffs. This is something that the Chiefs have been doing. Um, we just talked about. And on a, you look at Stephon Diggs, another 100-plus game, 10-plus reception game. Then you got another receiver with over 100, Cole Beasley, a guy that underrated this year. Eight receptions, 112 yards. Both of these receivers averaging 13.4 or 14 yards per reception. Like, this is insane. Um, the production that Buffalo's getting against the defense in Denver that I actually respect. And, you know, just put the beat down. A clear victory. You get you get defensive stops, too. You you play very well on defense. Um, when you haven't been a shutdown defense all year, you've really been riding the coattails of Josh Allen. This was one of the more complete victories all season by any team. And um, I'm very excited for Buffalo, Buffalo fans, and what they could do in the playoffs. If Look, if this was a normal year, and Buffalo uh, had home playoff games with fans. I think they go in the AFC Championship. But this game, uh, this year is so different. Without fans, it makes such a difference. But you know, Buffalo, you got to be excited for what you got, man. And w- w- with all the philanthropy and stuff that they've done, they they definitely deserve something like this. Yeah, um, their fans are great, as you know. Um, Josh Allen's grandma passed away, and uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, hot, the the Buffalo Hospital, the hospital that she she passed away in, named it after her, and the Buffalo Bills donated all this money. Those fans are amazing, dude. Like that really like over I half a million it. last time I checked. Yeah, dude, I was watching a video on Twitter or something. Like I was just like happy tears, dog. Like, I literally was crying on in my bed at three in the morning when I watched that video. I was like, God damn, like that's so amazing. Those Buffalo Bill fans are just amazing. Um, Bills Mafia, they're crazy motherfuckers though. Yeah, they, they breaking tail. I loved. Oh, man, I want to go to Buffalo. Um, 
and I want to break it. I want to break a table with oh, a yeah. suit on. That is on my wish list. I want to wear a suit and break a table. I want them to choke slam me on a table. Like I, that's a weird tradition. I don't know. It's why they do it. I really want to get in depth. I want to interview some Buffalo fans for real. But those those fans are amazing. They deserve this uh, divisional uh, title. Is is in their sight? I think. They, yeah, they, they they won the division. Um, and, and the Patriots are out of the playoffs, so everyone loves to see that. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, something I wanted to say, too, about Zach Taylor's job. I don't think – I think it should be safe because look at the the cards he got dealt. You know, Joe Burrow out. Um, you, you definitely got to keep him, man. I think it's – I think he, he he should keep his job. There were some um, times where I liked what he was doing, too, so. Yeah, he got, he got some good stuff, though, so give him a chance. You, you give a guy a job for a year. Oh, you didn't do good. Well, it's his first-year guy. I mean, come on, give them a chance. Uh, Green Bay Packers win 24-16 to the Carolina Panthers. Green Bay Packers defense was pretty stout, and their offense is their offense. I mean, you got you got DeAndre um, Adams um, or Devontae Adams. So, uh, yeah, Green uh, Carolina Panthers, though, man, I wish I, they're missing something, man. Christian McCaffrey, I say <laughs> I say this every day. They're missing Christian McCaffrey a lot. I think they, their record would not be 4-10. Maybe they could probably sneak a wild card if they had Christian McCaffrey. Um, uh, just look towards the next year and uh, the draft for the Panthers, I think. And Teddy B, he, he's pretty talented. You, I think he got a – I know he's 30. Um, I don't want to say franchise quarterback, but a bridge quarterback to something. Uh, maybe you could start um, getting some young quarterbacks under him to mentor. Possible landing spot for Wentz? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that contract is so huge, but – yeah, like you said, um, this game's pissing me off because I thought I didn't know it was on Saturday, and also uh, I predicted that the ba- the Packers would win by at least seven. And uh, a great game by Aaron Jones, almost 200 total yards on the ground for the Green Bay Packers team. So Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do too much. Um, just all around beat down, a good victory for Green Bay, who I think now has the opportunity to be first place. Um, the NFC is heating up, but if Green Bay gets that one spot. I think maybe they could be um, going to the ship. You know, this is a team that made it as far as the NFC Championship last year. Matt Lafleur coaching his ass off. Uh, maybe he'll final uh, second year second year appearance in the Super Bowl. That's great. Carolina team that you just I think that they're a team that we'll have to talk about a lot more in depth in the off season about making the leap because I do like what they got going, but um, you know they, they just seem like they're just. Uh, they're out of these games because they get out, outmatched on paper. They don't have the Jimmy and Joes yet. But, you know, we'll see what they cook up. They have a lot of young pieces, man. Too many young pieces. You can't just uh, expect them to win all these games. It's been a long season for them, I feel like, because they've been in a lot of these games. They just haven't been able to close it out. The Jimmy and Joes, I like that. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. Um, the Cowboys beat the 49ers. I know it looked close on paper, but uh, the 49ers were behind all day. They, man, they were switching quarterbacks from Mullins to Bethard. They signed Josh Rosen. Can Josh Rosen be the Tannehill of next year? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love to see that. Dude, he got... Josh Rosen has a beard now. <laughs> I forgot how he looked, really. He has a beard I feel now? bad for the dude. Yeah, he has a beard. I've seen it. Um, he was on the Buccaneers practice squad. So you're telling me you got Tom Brady's uh, prodigy right here? Are you telling me? I know it's been like they're on the... He's only been under him for like less than a season, obviously. But under Tom Brady, you bring him in. Jimmy G can't stay healthy. Uh, Nick Mullins, I don't know what's up with him. Bethard, I don't like his last name. I don't like saying his last name. <laughs> and you throw in Josh Rosen in the mix, maybe reunite his career because he had a shitty career. Look, let's go through the timeline. He gets drafted. 
Kingsbury's like, oh, if I as a coach is like, oh, if I had if I had the first pick, I would get Kyle Murray. And they draft Kyle Murray, and then he leaves. Dolphins gets tossed around like a hacky sack. No one likes him. Trade for him. Like I just feel bad for that dude. I want him to have. I want him to reunite his career. And with the the San Francisco 49ers, I know this is just a small move, and it might not amount to nothing. But throw him in there. What you're five and nine. I think you're out of playoff contention for sure. And just throw Josh Rosen in there. See what happens. You know, look at Jalen Hurts. He gets thrown in there. Look at that. Um, Josh Rosen. He I, a lot of he was spoken highly of. So maybe. Uh, but they just got too much problems offensively. If you don't have a quarterback, then you're not going to win games. And I, I thought Nick Mullins was a guy, but that dude's throwing picks, turning it over more than Daniel Jones. So, uh, feel bad for 49er fans. Yeah, they've fucked up like too many times. They had like a muff punt and a, like multiple fumbles just to start off the game. And it, and I thought the Niners were going to take this one. Maybe they would have if they didn't have so many mistakes and gave Dallas like really good field position early on. But. I don't really want to talk about this game. I want to talk about Josh Rosen. Yeah, that, that's a that's an interesting um, prospect you bring up because I feel like um, Josh Rosen did not have a fair opportunity. I just want him to get a shot, see what he could do. The Niners, I guess, are that team that's just going to keep taking chances on quarterbacks uh, throughout the leagues until they finally find one that just just Ryan Tannehill effect. You know, I think maybe Josh Rosen needs that. Um, he's been getting new scene, new look new environment every single year it feels like or every couple of years and uh i just want to see this guy tr- like actually have an opportunity to do something so yeah fuck it let's see what he could do at the end of the year i mean san francisco you're out of it and you just need a little bit of a, a spark here because you do have still playmakers on this offense you got raheem mostert brandon Ayuk, and kendrick Bourne. um i think you could still do something and this is definitely a time to evaluate your quarterback situation Josh Rosen is to hire permanent U-Haul drivers to transfer all his shit because he's been everywhere. He's been all over the place, uh, moving wise. So uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, they should give a shot to Josh Rosen. And uh, you never know. I think their defensive coordinator Sala. Um, I always forget his. Is it Robert? Rob? Yep. Rob Sala. Um, Robert. I think he's. Uh, yeah, Robert Sala. <laughs> I think he's definitely gonna uh, be a head coach. Uh, definitely this next yeah. year. I think he deserves a head coaching. Um, vacancy. Um, Los Angeles Chargers need a head coach. Who said that? Um, all right, moving on <laughs> to the Washington sports team versus Seattle. And I thought Washington could win this one. Seattle, I mean, they, they got held to 20 points. Washington ain't no scrubs. Uh, but offensively, they had uh, Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins was a uh, – that dude was partying without a mask. At a who does that? Club. At a strip club. God damn it. Six feet apart from strippers. <laughs> Why are you even going there, man? Come on. Come on. If you're going to go to strip club post-COVID or – you should have went pre-COVID. Or, or, post- um, or after the season, at least. Yeah, come on, man. And he apologizes for what he's done. We get it, dude. Like, you're going to throw an apology out there. But they held um, Russell Wilson to 121 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, wow. And Chris Carson only has 63 yards, who I said you should sit, which was a good um, good pick for me. DK Metcalf had 43 yards, the leading receiver. So, like, I mean, the total offense – Total yards only had 302 yards. And Washington football team, I think if they had Alex Smith, they probably would have got this dub. He, uh, Dwayne Haskins threw two interceptions. J.D. McKissick, I like him, but they're really missing Antonio Gibson. I don't know his injury, um, his status, but they're really missing um, him. And Logan Thomas, what I fucking, what I tell uh, you? Yeah. What I tell yeah. you? 101 yards, no touchdowns, though, but that dude is going to lead me to a fantasy football championship, I'm guaranteeing, because I, I said it a couple weeks ago, they had a soft schedule, um, 
and I think they versed the Giants. I, they versed their division, their two divisional rivals, Giants and Cowboys, who are both. Uh, well, um, Giants have been kind of falling off, but Logan Thomas is really the real deal in tight ends. I trade for this dude. I could trade a fucking pack of Skittles on Madden for this guy because they don't give a fuck about him, and I utilize him a lot. Um, he's a big dude, and I love him. Um, his skill set. Um, Dwayne Haskins, though, 38 for 55. You're throwing for 55 times. You're down to throw two interceptions. Um, they really miss Alex Smith. I think he should still get comeback player there, even though he has, like, not a lot of games under his belt this year. But uh, they put up a five, but not enough. Yeah, that's well said, but they, just fucking Dwayne Haskins, just leaving too many plays on the field. There were so many, I think, wide receivers that were open, and he missed them, and especially on that last drive, um, just crucial. I mean, they could have stole this game, and uh, they're very much alive in the playoff race. And, uh, I mean, we almost predicted this upset because this Washington football team, the defense is legit. Um I think they might even keep the name Washington football team also. they That's what they're a, saying. I, I kind of like that. The Washington football team, I don't know. But um, this is a team next year that I think is going to make the leap. Um, talk about teams that need a quarterback. Uh, and their defense, just it's for real. This They stopped one of the number number one or top um, offenses in the league or slowed them down significantly. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's been having problems like the back half of the season. Um, but Washington's a team that can match up well with almost anyone. And uh, they were down early. And they didn't get enough offensive production early on. That's really what killed them. Because you go one quarter with zero points, the second quarter only a field goal, third quarter zero points again, and then you have to just make this comeback in the fourth. But just the way their defense plays and, and keeps them in games, it's it's incredible. It's I would equivalent that to like the, how the Bears were keeping their defense, uh, their defense was keeping their team in games early on this year. Washington is so similar like that. And if they had a like a mature quarterback. Uh, than Dwayne Haskins at position. Because we got to remember, the other quarterbacks, Alex Smith and um, who's the other one? Kyle Allen, they're injured. So that's why they're not there. So I think that this is just a game that it could have been one of the more upsets of the weekend. Another upset. Maybe Carson Wentz go there. Imagine Carson Wentz going to Washington and the division and just ball out. Just ball out. That would be, I would love to see it. Because Alex Smith, um, I don't know how long they're retaining him for. I love him. You know, he's great. His story is amazing. But I don't know how long they're keeping him. If you want Carson Wentz, though, that's an extra reason to play good, especially because you versus the Eagles twice. So I would love to see that. I would love to see that. That will be tight. Moving on to the Bears and the Vikings. Man, the Vikings stay in every single game. But David Montgomery, man, rushing for 100 yards in back-to-back games, 146 yards this game. You thought that was a Dalvin Cook stat. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 132 is uh, close to that. But David Montgomery, when Mitch Trubisky is in, in the lineup starting, their running game is so great. And it's it's just one of those weird stats. And, Pitt, and Trubisky has a way better uh, record than Nick Foles. Uh, I feel bad for Nick Foles, too. He got his shitty. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you said, Darren Mooney has a touchdown. Um, Allen Robinson ain't no scrub either. Uh, Vikings, it was just too much for the Vikings to hold. Uh, toughest deficit. Their defense. They need some. Uh, they need to make some major moves defensively because they're losing these games defensively. Their offense is there, but they're just giving up too much points, and their offense can't. They're good, but they're not that good. Yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook, who I thought maybe could struggle this game, had over a hundred on the ground, and Justin Jefferson had over a hundred, and uh, Kirk Cousins had a solid game, and he got sacked a little bit and threw a, a pick. But uh, against that defense, you. That has kind of been struggling lately. This Bears team is so weird. Like, they flipped their identity completely. They were a good defense, but a bad offense early on. And then the back half of the season, they're a bad defense, but a good offense. 
it's so weird. This Bears team is hard to get um, gauge where they're at and and figure out their identity. But I kind of like it. I mean, just switch things up because they were so boring um, when they were a good defense and a bad offense. But Allen Robinson now uh, still consistently part of this offense. That's great. I know his agent is happy. Darnell Mooney, who only four touchdowns on the year, but he's a rookie. Uh, you know, with with stat lines and games like this, getting more consistently uh, getting looks and. And part of this offense, getting the ball out there, I think that's what's key about this team. They have playmakers, but um, like David Montgomery, Cordell or Patterson as well, some fast guys. They're just there's a team that's been lacking at the quarterback position. But for some reason, like you said, Trubisky, I don't think he's that guy. But he just turned it around. He turned it around, and I, they're now the Bears. They're at seven and seven. That feels so weird about them. They have a, they have a chance to make the playoffs. I think uh, like very circumstantial stance. All right, moving on. We're going to speed this up a little bit more. We got the the Miami Dolphins versus the Patriots, and Tua couldn't pass on them, only 145 yards. So what they did, they ran on them. Sullivan Amid, 122 yards and a touchdown. And Matt, Matt Breda, uh kind of forgot about him, 86 yards. Cam Newton only had 202 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, 38 yards. Uh, I don't know if the Patriots are um, keeping them. Um, all I know is my hair is safe. Even if the Patriots do win out, um, I am not shaving my head. Thank God. Ooh, I was getting a little scared there. Even if they went out there 8-8, eight and eight, and I predicted that they will not win more than eight games. Um, barely. Ba- barely, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patriots are definitely in need of a legit quarterback. Um, Cam Newton can land as a backup somewhere, I believe. But uh, this was his shot, and I think it was just a bad team. But no one else wanted to pick him up. Uh, if anyone could turn his career around, it was Bill Belichick, but ain't going too good. And uh, he only got paid less. Like, he got like paid less than a million dollars or something like that. And I feel bad for the dude, but it's a business. You know? Shout out the Dolphins for uh, playing well. I know Tua had a tough game statistically, but you get Salvin Ahmad or Ahmed involved and Matt Breida um, to help alleviate the pain. Over 250 yards on the ground. That's fucking brazy. Um, good win for the Dolphins and uh, just staying alive for the playoff race. Moving on to oh shit, I, I, I should have talked about this when we Wednesday. Atlanta Falcons choked another one. Oh my god, Tom Brady. When he, did mm-hmm. you see that meme where he's when he when he's sitting on the bench, face down? You better watch out. Yeah, you better watch out, man. Atlanta Falcons, man. Damn, bro. Damn, I don't even want to talk shit. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk shit. I don't. I feel uh, bad. Tom Brady almost had four hundred yards, my boy. Antonio Brown had his first touchdown as a Buccaneer. Um, Falcons, man. You need to beef up that defense. Beef up that and get Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had one carry for negative one yards. Dude, they ain't going to cut it. Matt Ryan had more rushing yards than Todd Gurley. Yeah, this is bad. Man, uh, offensive line, defense. Calvin really though, had 162 yards. But defense, bro, you got to beef that up. Defensive coordinator, man. Oh, man, it's bad for the It's bad for the line. How many Falcons. times is Atlanta going to get their heart broken by Tom Brady? I have no idea. But – like you look at the stat line on offense, you would have thought maybe they won this game. Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage going off. I think the bigger story has to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just how bad they looked in the first half, though. Zero points to getting shut out in the first half. And I think that if they didn't have that explosion in the third quarter, you would have just seen them get blown out still further. But, you know, they come back, but I'm still not impressed by this team. I don't think that they're going to win many playoff games, maybe even just get bounced out in the first half or the first round because they're, yeah. they're not looking – good enough they're just looking like they could barely win these games and against a team like atlanta it's it's not a it's not a encouraging at all 
Moving on to the Tennessee Titans versus the Bears. Tennessee Titans put up 40 points thanks to my boy Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, a one-two punch. And then you got receivers like Corey Davis in the mix. Like you said, who's going to do good? I thought A.J. Brown, they both scored a touchdown. So we both, you know, were predicted on that. Corey Davis did a little bit more. Um, it's kind of like flip-flop, you know, one does better than the other one. Um, but Derrick Henry, dude, that dude's going to surpass. The only let, let me read you a list of 2,000-yard uh, rushers. There's seven. You got O.J. Simpson, 2003. Eric Dickerson with 2,105. Barry Sanders with 253. Darryl, uh, Terrell Davis, 208. Jamal Lewis. Who's Jamal Lewis from the Ravens in, two, in 2003? Jamal Lewis. That yeah, sounds that's really the familiar. back of my memory. Oh, man. 2003. And they got CJ28. I thought that was sound cooler. Uh, Chris Johnson uh, with 2006 yards in 2009. And the last one, can you guess it? Last one, uh, guess I, it? In 2012, 2012. No idea. I, I thought it was CJ2K. In 2012, I'm trying to think. AP. Oh, of course. AP was the last one to do in 2012. Can Derrick Henry do it? I hope because I'm versus you in fantasy. I want that dude to rush over. We're going to talk about the preview. Um, we'll preview that game. But uh, Tennessee is looking like a legit team. I thought Tannehill was kind of not worth $140 million or whatever much he got paid. But uh, he's making his case. And um, if he could t- if he could get a couple of playoff wins, then I think it will be a safe, um, you know, oh, yeah, no, he was worth that money. But uh, Tennessee is looking good. And if you got Derrick Henry, dude, you got those guys. are That dude's so big. It's just so big. Yeah, um, he's at 1,679 yards on the season, and uh, maybe he could do it. He kind of needs a lot of uh, 200 yards, 200 and some yards. Something like that, maybe like 175. So it's a a tall task. It's hard for um, running backs, but he could do it. If anyone could do it, it's definitely him. Tough uh, tough loss for Detroit. Matthew Stafford again. I feel so bad. He had a crazy no-look pass. I don't know if you saw that. What a fucking laser. Matthew Stafford... Yeah, I think he's, I think he's out of there. Yeah, as well. talk about a guy who needs a new change, change of scenery, and uh, maybe he'll go to the Washington. I don't know, but uh, this uh, this team has just been failing him. They're just injured all over. But Titans, man, got to be excited, especially with what they got: Corey Davis, Johnny Smith, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry. I think that this team gonna steal. Uh, we're not steal. They're gonna win a, a couple games, and I think they match up uh, kind of nice with their game plan against the Chiefs. Kind of like how they won in the regular season, uh, I think it was last year or two years ago. And, um, you know, you just got to get a little bit better defensive production. But they did they did pretty well against the Lions, only holding them 25. Another 10-4 and four team that I'm in love with. I like the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Houston Texans kept it close, but, man, they got they got too much problem. They got no running production from either Johnson's, uh, Duke, or David. Uh, Deshaun Watson did his best he can, but... David Johnson was the leading receiver. Um, Brandon Cooks with 79 yards. Chad Hansen. Kiki Cote with a touchdown. I like him. He's young talent. But the Colts, man. Phil Rivers, man. No interceptions. Love to see it. Jonathan Taylor, 83 yards and a touchdown. You said you're in, he's going to do good. Zach Pascal. We've seen an emergence of Zach Pascal. Two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton at 71 yards. Still um, pretty, produ- uh, pretty good production from him. This Colts team, uh, De- DeForest Buckner. Um, Pro Bowl snub, but who watches the Pro yeah. Bowl? Pro the Pro Bowl for the NFL is so lame, and all the games they do that shit, fucking lame to be honest. Um, but uh, Jonathan Taylor is the real deal. These Colts is the real deal. They're gonna win some playoff games. Get Phil Rivers a Super Bowl. 
Do oh, I would definitely love to see that. They're tied for first in the um, AFC South with Tennessee, so it's going to be um, a tight finish at the end. Great job. I don't know if you saw the end of this game by Darius Leonard to force that fumble because, you know, the Texans, they were driving, and they were going to probably force this to overtime or maybe go for two. They have nothing to lose. And it was Keaton. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like he was about to cry. I was going to cry for him, dude. It was like yeah. at the two-yard line. And Darius Leonard, defensive rookie of the year, if I'm not mistaken, or defensive player of the year. He got one of those, maybe even both. That dude, leading tackler, that dude is just insane. Um, you can actually trade for, like, pretty much nothing on Madden. Madden has, like, this weird glitch where good players you can trade nothing for. I trade for him all the time for, like, literally nothing. Um, but, yeah, dude, that was a clutch, clutch. That's why that dude's a middle line. That's one of the best middle linebackers in the league right there. And get 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 him to fumble Kiki Koti. I feel bad for the dude. Teammates, you know, comforting him, but damn, that was a good game. Yeah, I, I, I don't put it too much on the Colts for letting a team like the Texans hang around because it's a divisional game, and these are teams that know each other very well. I mean, I just look back to a couple um, weeks ago, and they had a, a similar score. The Colts won twenty six to twenty. They won twenty seven to twenty this time. So, I mean, they just play each other very tough. The Colts, they, they they're a team that is all about matchups anyway, and. Um, I don't, I don't just fault them for too much. I mean, they got a very good stop at the end, and I think that tells me a lot about how well this team is playing cohesively. Um, this is winning football. This is winning football for sure. You know, They're not out here blowing blowing things up and making mistakes. So uh, they could con- count on each other, and they've been able to um, find that each other is reliable there. So I'm not tripping about the Colts. It's a good victory. Moving on to the last game before we go to the preview, the New York Jets fall short, <laughs> real short, um, only score six points to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Colt McCoy was the starter, but they couldn't get the run game. I mean, Alfred Morris was the lead receiver. And um, also a receiver um, tight end, his name is uh, Levine Torlo. That is my ex-co-worker's cousin. She's Samoan. Uh, she's a Rams fan. She won, I don't know if you know this, she won the Rams raffle when they went to the super bowl i did a raffle or i did a uh trivia with my dad and her and she won the trivia uh the the winning question was how old was mcveigh and she guessed it on how old and days like how old he he was and days she's like a diehard rams fan and yeah so he caught a touchdown or he caught a a, he didn't catch a touchdown he caught a, a receiving um he just caught a one one catch for 14 yards but i just want to say that uh, her name is Jer- I call her Jerice. That's her. That's her nickname I gave her. But yeah, that that's her cousin. That's really cool. But um, the the Browns um look good. I mean, against this defense, I thought was a t- man. They're just they're just slipping, you know. And uh, they they have a chance for the division, but uh, with no quarterback, no runner back, and their defense is falling. I don't know if they could do it. But Cleveland looked good. Nick Chubb uh, touchdown. Uh, Rashawn Higgins, who you said would, would do good, is good. And uh, Devontae Peoples-Jones, I think he's getting uh, – he had three three looks this game and caught every look he caught – or every look. Um, I think he, they're going to utilize him a little bit more. And Austin Hooper, too, had a touchdown. I haven't heard his name in a while. Um, they got David Nujoku, and they got a rookie uh, tight end, uh, Harrison Bryant. They're pretty deep on the tight ends. I think they need to utilize that three tight end uh, yep. play action. You know, they think it's going to Bradley or Chubb or um, – Bradley or Chubb. I always call him Bradley Chubb. Chubb or Hunt, and uh, just throw all your tight ends out. I think they need to utilize that more because he got some real talent there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the Giants, you could put a little bit of respect on them still in their defense because this is the number one running team right here in Cleveland, and they only had 106 total rushing yards, so they did get slowed down, and and this is a team that's been productive through the air too, and they did get slowed down there as well and held only to 20 points, but New York, you were just so bad on offense, and 
you get no offensive production because your quarterback play is so bad. And even to the point where Wayne Gallman, my guy, is not playing well. So uh, Giants, I think you could write them off for sure in that NFC East, the NFC least, whatever you want to call them. Um, <laughs> for getting this victory, let's get your offense back on track, though. Yeah, definitely got to get the um, ball into Chubb and Hunt's hands. All right, moving on to the preview. Uh, there's a yeah, Friday Christmas. Game? Oh, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Chris, sorry. Uh, there's a game Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that means drunk <laughs> all three days. Um, there's not a Thursday game. Oh, okay, they move here Friday. Okay, cool. Awesome. So the Friday game is the Minnesota Vikings and the Saints. And last time these te- teams met was the Minnesota Miracle Right? Yep. Yeah, Stephon Diggs. So. Um, oh, my God, dude. When he threw that helmet. That was a cool almost, football moment. God yeah. damn. Jesus Christ, dude. Um, Stephon Diggs, as you know, is not on that team no more. And the Vikings are a completely different team against the Saints who um, give Drew Brees another week to rest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I th- Hopefully he will. But that's a pretty, like, that's pretty, like, tough injury to come overcome, you know, like. <laughs> crack ribs and shit and a punctured lung. I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. Uh, Minnesota will make it close, but I think that the Saints are going to get back on track offensively and get Kamara. Latavius Murray, he's a great backup. He's one of the greatest backups in this league. Um, I think you need to utilize him a little bit more. Jared Cook, he's a big red zone target. And all those receivers, that defense, I know it was against the Chiefs, so I can't really blame them. But I'm going to give the New Orleans Saints 27 and the Minnesota Vikings 20. They're going to lose by – Yeah, I think the Saints really need to bounce back, and they need to fucking solidify that running game or running defense because this is a team that's pride themselves on stopping the run. But if you don't do that against Minnesota, who they've been able to do it against the Bears, and now they're coming into town. So uh, that could be a recipe for maybe slipping. You got to get back on track. I want New Orleans to win. I trust Sean Payton. Because of those reasons, I'm going to pick them. Uh, 27-20 seems reasonable. I'm going to say um, – they got to get to like 30, man. Get to 31, 31 to 31, 24. I think it's, I think the Vikings probably the spread is like plus seven for them. I think they could cover that. Um, they've been in some tough games and uh, I just think New Orleans will come out on top though. They are the better team. They have to. I don't trust this spread because Minnesota has been in the game and you got Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I like those guys. Uh, it's just too much of a risk for me, but uh, it's going to be a good, a good, Christmas game. Hopefully, I'm already drunk by then. At 1.30, yeah, I'll probably be turned the fuck up on Christmas Eve. Um, all right, I'm going to be with my dad, so we're going to pop the Trulies and get truly drunk. All right, moving on to the Saturday games. we got three Saturday games, and um, I'm having a Christmas celebration, too, so it's going to be a lit-ass weekend to end this year. we got the Buccaneers and the Lions as a 10 o'clock game. Um, hopefully, I'll be either too drunk to not watch this game or not be awake because that's not going to be an entertaining game to me. I, th- I think Tampa Bay is going to take this one. Um, Matthew Stafford, I think, is going gonna, is gonna to just – I think he's going to – I think he's playing for his next team right now. I think for he's auditioning for his, some, some – some, No, no, no. He's playing for the next team as in, like, he's auditioning mm. for a new team next year. So new teams are going to look at him like, you know what? He ended the year well. Let's pick him up. I definitely think he needs a new uh, look. Uh, Lions, there's a lot of quarterbacks – Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about draft and stuff. There's so much quarterbacks out there right now. But I think Tampa Bay, um, I think might even sit Drew Brees towards the end uh, of the game. But I'm going to take, take Tampa Bay winning this one. 
It's going to be a little runaway. It's going to be 28-14. Yeah, I, th- I want to choose Tampa Bay as well. Get that running game going. I want to get Ronald Jones going because that will help out Tom Brady a lot and get this offense sparked way quicker than they have been getting these last few weeks. But um, the Lions, a team that's so resilient, they're just too injured, even though they've been staying in these games. Uh, but they didn't They didn't stay in last week, and I think that might continue. So I'll take the Bucks in this one, let's say – 35 to 17. I think that the pass rush two of the Bucks might just make stuff uh, a little too hard for Stafford right now. Yeah. 35 17. All right, moving on to another Saturday game mid afternoon on Amazon. I feel like a I feel like a commentator. You can watch it on Amazon <laughs> Prime. All right, uh it's the 49ers versus the Cardinals. Cardinals are fighting for a playoff spot a wild card spot at this point, or I think they, they might even be in for the division. The, the NFC West is stacked. I love to see it. This is a divisional game, so I'm going to keep the score a little closer, but uh, with no quarterback, I don't know if Josh Rosen is uh, is going to be uh, starting or not. Um, Practice I think they just got him as a, as a per, per, precautionary. Um, I'm going to take Arizona in this one. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be 14 to 28. Yeah, Niners just too beat up. I want to see what they could do at the quarterback position as well. But the Cardinals, I think they're just too motivated to not uh, lose any more games and push to the playoffs. So I'll take Arizona in this one, uh, 27 to 10. Moving on to the night game Saturday. Hopefully I am blacked out by now. But I'll be hanging out with some Raider fans, and as you know, the Chargers won the Raiders. So I'm a, you know, I think I'm gonna pull out a Junior Say a Dolphin jersey for this one. I got the Miami Dolphins versus the Raiders in this one. I'm taking Miami in this one because I like what they're doing. I think Tua's gonna pull out the woodworks. Um, this this Raider team, man, uh, man, um, Gruden Cameron wear the bright hat. So I mean, their game plan they've been they've been trending a down a lot. Um, um, they made it close with the Chargers. They made it too close for comfort, but um, with Derek Carr out, Mariota's in. That's very interesting because Raider fans are like, because I follow a lot of Raider fans, they're debating, hey, is Mariota the new guy? I'm like, damn, well, they spent $17 million on that dude, so I don't know. Like, this is a controversy right here. Derek Carr most likely be out. He's on a 10 to 12 days um, watching period. They're, they're, they're being real delicate with him. He's 30 years old. His contract, I think, is up. So, quick question to you. Did yeah. Mariota or Carr? I like Mariota, man. I like what he brought to the table. He's a little bit more mobile, and I don't think I said it on the Monday podcast. Uh, I don't think that him being injured changed the course of this game. I think that he played as well as Derek Carr would have played, or maybe even better. Uh, he brings a little bit more of a skill set, change of scene. Raiders have been three game skidding streak. Let's see what he could do. I, I'm I'm for it, man. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm hype as a Raider fan. I don't know. But uh, you got to get something going because uh, this team. I think they're out of the playoff contention, though. The AFC yeah. is really stacked. So um, I don't know what Gruden's going to do, what recipe he's going to pull out. But against the Dolphins, who have been p- giving people fits, I mean, they have co- they've come into every single game with a great defensive game plan. Xavier Howard playing amazing. And so you got to switch something up and, and keep it fresh against this team. So maybe a new quarterback um, against the Dolphins would really help out because they're a team that game plans and based on past film, but we've seen quarterbacks with, who with uh, limited game plan, limited film, play well this year, so why not? Let's see Mariota uh, go in there and play well. It's crazy to see him play again. Like, I was like, oh shit, Mariota, and it was a duck against Oregon yep, Duck. Yep. And I was like, oh man, love to see it. 
Uh, I think Mariota got a job. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the, the based off the, what the Raider fans are saying, I got I got a I got an eye in, in their 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 social media. Man, they're just they just threw Derek Carr to the to the like woods to the wolves. Man, they they just I think they're over him. His completion rating is really high every year. But all right, so if you had to call this one, what would what would the score be for you? Dolphins, man. I'm taking the Dolphins. You know, staying alive in that playoff race with great defense. I think. You know, I, I just said it. Mariota might switch things up, but I trust Brian Flores a lot. He's shown me a lot this year. I think he's shown everyone a lot this year. Um, let that thanks, bit Brian Flores. But uh, <laughs> but uh, let, let's see. I think I'll take the Dolphins winning this one because they might even get the running game going. The Raiders' run game is terrible, and and the guy Ahmed uh, just came off of a big game. I think that he'd be poised for a big one. So. I'll take the Dolphins in this one. Uh, Tua need to get things going, especially against this Raiders defense, too. So uh, let's see 28-7. to seven. I think that might just be a, a beatdown. Uh, I, I don't want to say I want to put some respects on the Raiders' name, but seven? Damn! Um, <laughs> I hope they only score seven, but I'm going to give them 14. I think the score is going to be 27-14. Um, that run game last week looked really well, and I think this week could look again. And Tua, man... Um, I'm liking Tua. Tua against Mariota, and, and and Tua won the Marcus Mariota Award. They made an award in Hawaii, and they made it, and Tua got it. So this is another uh, connection, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a goddamn – they're going to call this the Hawaii Bowl. And pineapples for everyone, dog. All right, moving <laughs> on to the Sunday morning games. Um, this should be a primetime game. Oh, actually, no, it's not because the Colts are going to – I think the Colts are really going to stomp this Steelers out – but watch the Steelers win a good team. The the they're probably the best team um in uh in their schedule probably. Probably the, the Ravens are up there too, but you know. Um I I'm gonna take the Colts in this one. Um I think they're just looking good on all parts of the field. Um defensively, offensively, special teams. Um Phillip Rivers, he he built for this moments. He's he has the right team now, the right players, Jonathan Taylor. And those wide receivers are stepping up each week. I think I think the top receivers, Zach Speskill, T.Y. Hilton, and uh, Pittman, can all have good days here. Uh, Pittsburgh, they've just been struggling all over all over the place. I'm going to take Indy in this one, and I think they're going to win 24-21. to 21. I think the bigger question here is if Pittsburgh could bounce back on offense, because especially against that Colts defense who had a huge stop last week, um, Darius Leonard, the team that's playing very well, I think, We've said it, uh, the most complete team in the NFL or one of the most complete teams. Um, that is the huge question right now because if they can't even keep up and put up points against uh, the Bengals, who thinks they're going to do that against the Colts? And uh, you saw them get ran all over last week too. Um, the team, the Bengals, ran 41 times for 152 yards uh, against a Colts team that's been figuring it out on the ground with Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naheem Hines and just getting their – Wide receiver core back on track, T.Y. Hilton and company, like you said. I think that uh, the Colts might just win comfortably here. The bigger questions definitely lie with Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Colts, though. I think they're going to win 33-17. to All right, moving on to the Falcons and the Chiefs. Um, I'm not going to try to sit on the Falcons anymore. My sister's from Atlanta. Um, I don't want when I go back there. I don't want the whole state of Georgia to not like me. I'm gonna take Kansas City in this one. Um, I don't. I, I think they might rest some starters too. I think they definitely clinch the, the. They. I think if they win this one, they clinch. So they might keep their starters in. But week 17 against the Chargers, I like hopefully they uh, they rest their starters and we could get a dub. But um, I'm gonna take KC in this one. 
Um, I think it's just going to be just like a cakewalk, 35 to, four, 35 to 14. Yeah, I think Atlanta might just get off to a hot start, hot Atlanta start, because that's just what they've been doing. But then they'll definitely fall apart because that's what the Chiefs have been doing. They they kind of slow slow start off the gate, but definitely turn it up later on. So I'll say um, the Chiefs win this one 31 to 31-14. Maybe it's like 14-14 at the end of the first half or something like that, but the Chiefs will turn it up at the end. All right. All right, okay. Um, next game, another morning game. We got the Chicago Bears versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Jacksonville Jaguars want to lose this game to keep that one spot. It's just a, a good spot to have. Uh, Chicago, I mean, their run game's been looking good. Terbisky's been looking okay. Defense is eh, but against Jacksonville, I really want Jacksonville to win this one, but I don't see it. In the, I think I'm, I don't want to say give up hope, on them winning, but I think I am. Unfortunately, this is probably the game they're going to win now. But I'm going to take Chicago winning this one. They're going to keep it close, though, 24-21. to 21. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, a team that's been scoring 30-plus these past three weeks. Are you kidding me? You would have told me that. I think they would be winning these games. I think they're going to steamroll Jacksonville. Um, let's say another 30-plus performance. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they wouldn't even name Gardner Minshew the starter this week, so I have no idea what they're going on. The tank is definitely in full effect. So I'll say... The Bears win. Uh, maybe they put up 34. 34 to 10. I could definitely see that coming. Uh, Jacksonville, they need something in this draft. Um, I don't think quarter, uh, maybe quarterback. I don't know. We'll get into that more in this offseason. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Texans. I know Cincinnati's coming off a big win against the Steelers. Uh, Deshaun Watson, though, he, he keeps his team in the game. Uh, David Johnson was good in the receiving game. Ah, man, this one's a kind of hard one to call. Usually this wouldn't be a hard one to call. But, uh, damn, I, you know, I'm gonna go with the Bengals on this one. I think they get back to back. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the Bengals in this one. I'll, I'll bite. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bengals, uh, winning this one. They're gonna keep it close. 24 to 23. Um, Cincy. It's a tough one, man. I think that they really benefit off of the Steelers just sucking on offense. The Texans, Deshaun Watson, he has 27 touchdowns this year and over 400, or sorry, over 4,000 yards, 4,134 yards. Um, he's playing absolutely insane on a terrible team. So I think that they're going to win this one because, you know, they're way better than the Steelers on offense, which is crazy to say. But I'll take the Texans um, winning this one. It might be close. I mean, the Bengals showed a lot of life, but it was a divisional game as well. And they really wanted to just destroy Juju Smith-Schuster. You, you heard it all week. I don't think that they're going to have that same intensity. You never know, but I'll take the Texans in this one, 24-17. to 17. All right. Yeah, I can definitely see Houston winning, but you know what? I'm going to roll the dice with the Cincy. All right. Moving on to the New York Giants versus the Bear or the um, Ravens. Uh, the Bear. Oh, God, I don't keep on saying Bears. Uh, the Giants, Colt McCoy, I know he calls a lot of different plays at the um, offensive school line of scrimmage but Ravens I think are going to run all over this team uh, they are, they're probably not going to have to pass too much I think Lamar Jackson will have 150 I think he have more rushing yards than passing yards their defense is still looking good and um, Giants are just struggling on offense I'm going to take ba um, Baltimore in this one uh, I'm going to take them um, winning uh, 27 to 12 I mean this is just one of those games where I think that if the right Giants team shows up I think that it maybe could steal their rush defense is very good. I think I think they're I'd put them up there top five, top ten for sure. And um, whenever you slow down the running game of Baltimore, that's when their worst version of themselves comes out. And if you get a 
Daniel Jones or a Colt McCoy in there that, that could get some dimes. I know that defense is insane. I'm just saying there's a possibility here. And I would oh, be yeah, surprised. I definitely see. You know, there's a, there's a formula here. It just has to go right for Giants. I just don't think it will. I think that the Baltimore Ravens, a team that is so motivated to, to shut everyone up and, and really just ride a good momentum into the playoffs, I think they'll win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if it's close, though. I'll say it's 23-21, something like that. What was the score? 23-21. to 23-21. All right, keeping it close. I do. I can see a possible upset. It's going to be a, a long day for the Giants, though, if they can't. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Browns and the Jets. Uh, I, I don't think the Jets got another win in them this year. Uh, Cleveland, I think they're going to have to uh, really solidify that run more, and Baker Mayfield is going to um, be throwing balls like crazy. I think it's going to be a complete game for Cleveland, and they're going to make the Jets struggle. So I'm going to say that Cleveland is going to win 27-7. to yeah, I like Cleveland a lot. I mean, um, the Jets, they just really benefited off of uh, Sean McVay being a cock. I mean, he just <laughs> was getting in his own in his own way. So I think that uh, they're not going to get that version um, out of Stefanski. I love Stefanski. I love what he's been doing, especially lately in this Browns offense. So I'll take the Browns in here for sure. Uh, let's say 28 to 7. I really think it's going to be a completely different Jets team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, the same team we've seen this all year, but different from last week. Yeah. All right. Next game, we got Carolina Panthers versus the Washington football team. Um, I'm going to take Washington in this one. Their defense, I think, is going to um, shut down this Carolina offense without McCaffrey, who is doubtful. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, if he gets the start, I'll be amazed because what he did over this last weekend. Well, they don't performance, have any healthy quarterback. So he that's might. yeah. So I wouldn't be too surprised because they don't have no healthy quarterbacks. If they get Antonio Gibson back, I'll be more comfortable picking Washington. But I'm gonna pick Washington regardless, winning this one. Uh, to to uh, I think they're gonna win the division and hopefully Alex Smith can play in a playoff game. That'll be awesome to see and um to witness. So I'm I'm gonna take uh, Washington winning this one. Um, I'm, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think Carolina is gonna score 14 and Washington will score 21. Ooh. Yeah, it has to be something low-scoring like that for Washington to win because they just don't have the offensive firepower right now. They're too beat up, and um, I think that could happen. So I'll take that as well. Maybe I'll I'll say uh, 24 to to 15, 24-16, something like that. I'll just say 24-16. They're just going to get a bunch of field goals, um, limit the Panthers to a bunch of field goals. And I think that's maybe kind of like their mentality anyway, a bend-don't-break, and they need to get a lot of opportunities for their offense. So, yeah, I'll take Washington in this one as well. All right, and um, the next game is the Denver versus Chargers. If you want to hear that re- uh, preview, go ahead and check us out on the Chargers Up Charger podcast or Monday podcast. We talked about that. Um, the score de- um, that Lucas chose was 31-20 to Los Angeles Chargers, and I picked 24-27 Los Angeles Chargers. So um, if you want to get more in-depth, go check that podcast out. Uh, moving on to the Dallas and uh, Eagles. Divisional game for playoff hopes. Eagles are a, a loss away, but they have a tie. I don't know how that works. I think Washington, if they the, – this whole division shit, really. <laughs> it, it's so much different circumstances that could happen. They're all in the playoff race. That's hard to say with, you know, in, in week 16. Um, I'm going to take Eagles in this one just because they're writing off some good performances from Jalen Hurts, even though they lost last week. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been playing, like, out of his mind. He was the leading – quarterback in fantasy last week and which i'm scared because i'm versus you in 
um, this week. <laughs> I think he's going to have a great game against this uh, this Cowboy t- uh, this Cowboy defense. Andy Dalton will struggle as well. I just don't think he's the guy. I know he's a great backup, a lot better backup than a lot of other teams have. Um, but I'm take uh, Philadelphia in this one, 27. It's going to be close though, 27-21. Yeah, Dallas put up a shitload of points last week, but they're just still bad. And it was uh, just better. It was just the the Bears or the 49ers fucking up, and then CD yep. Lamb took the offensive. Um, or that offside kick to for a touchdown. So it was just circumstantial. I don't think they're going to score that much. I completely agree. And I think that this defense is just waiting to be eaten alive by Jalen Hurts. I'm super excited. I think also Miles Sanders is going to have a big game here too, which is going to open a lot of things up for um, for Jalen Hurts. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to play well. And he's my starting quarterback in fantasy for that reason. So I'll take um, the Eagles in this one, putting the beat down um, – Maybe Dallas will get a little things going because the Eagles are just a little bit shaky on defense. But still, I'll take Jalen Hurts and the boy and the not the boys and the Eagles to win uh, thirty-one to twenty. All right, a next game where I'm really excited. Another divisional game. A lot of divisional games these these last weeks, which I love because it has a lot of playoff impl- implications. In I'm taking the Rams over the Seahawks. I know the Rams took a devastating loss to the Jets, but I think that's what they needed. For this playoff push, he got humbled. They're gonna have a chip on the shoulder. You're like, you know what? They this the NFL thinks that the Jets can win us, and we're not gonna respond to that. Seahawks barely put 20 points up against Washington. I think the Rams have, if not equal or better defense than the Washington football team. I think last week was just we're gonna just throw that tape away. It was like the Chargers versus the Patriots. We're gonna throw that away and start fresh. I think the Rams have the firepower on defense to get it. If Cam Akers is out. I'm a little concerned, but um, I think you got to get Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. You got you got to feed them the ball. Don't be afraid to feed them the ball, but you got to pick your you got to pick the time too. Um, offensively, you got Cooper Cup and those boys. Uh, uh, Higby, he's a great target. Um, I think that they're going to rely more on defense than their offense. But I'm going to take the Rams in this one. It's a close spread. I think it's just one. But I'm going to take the Rams in this one to win 27 to 24. And Seahawks are going to uh, continue this. Well, they're 10 and 4 right now. Uh, but they're going to make this uh, playoff, um, this divisional um, title interesting. Yeah, I think that the Rams are going to take this one too. Yeah, I don't care about last week. I mean, I do care. I mean, that was terrible. But I think that they're a team that has those weeks occasionally, but they come back um, the next week and they're back to their old selves. They just need to get hit in the face every once in a while. Hopefully, that's the last time, though, for the, uh, their sake because they cannot afford another performance like that they cannot just come out flat and they need to be more consistent and um i'll take them in this one though i really do think the bounce back is there so i'll say the rams i mean they they, they have a better defense and they they're going to limit this offense i think that has been struggling russell wilson has not been cooking and he's definitely out of mvp um contention and it's not about him being mvp it's about that the fact that the seahawks need him to play at an mvp level for them to have a chance to win games and for them to be doing any damage in the playoffs but uh, he's fallen off from that level of play, and I think that defenses have figured him out, and this is a good defense right here. So I'll take um, the Rams in this one, 27-20. to 20. All right, moving on to the primetime game this weekend. We got the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. This is going to be a real good game right here. I'm taking Tennessee in this one. You got Derrick Henry. They're going to want to get him to 2,000 yards. They're going to feed him. Um, and, and Packers defense hasn't been the greatest. They're probably middle of the pack. I, w- I would put him middle of the pack, and, and Tennessee's defense is also middle of the pack, so I think this is going to be a shootout. And if I look at the the talent all around, 
Derrick Henry versus Aaron Jones. I'm taking Derrick Henry. You got AJ Brown, Corey Davis versus all the receivers. Oh man, Devontae Adams, man. It's really hard to pick between those two. I gotta pick probably the Packers on this one. It's gonna be a shootout for sure. I think it's gonna be 44 to 40, and I'm gonna take Tennessee in this one. Wow. Um, it's gonna be a goddamn shootout. Yeah, you're having some franchise records set by Derrick Henry being um, having one of the best running back performances in Tennessee history, and that's great to hear because you know we we just talked about 2,000 yard rushers. Um, they have a 2,000 yard rusher in their history, and also um, Ryan Tannehill is having one of the best quarterback excuse me quarterback seasons by any um, Tennessee Titans quarterback ever. So they're having some really uh, high level all time play um, at two of the most important positions right now uh, for the Titans. And also you have also Aaron Rodgers on the other side. He's already at 40 touchdowns. Can you believe that? He's at 40 touchdowns and not even crossed 4,000 yards yet. Um, He's definitely going to cross 4,000, maybe even this game. He's only about 172 yards away from that. So I think he's definitely going to hit that. It's going to be a great game. I mean, you said it. Both of these teams have lacking defenses. They can't stop anyone. If I had to choose, though, I think I might choose the Titans. I mean, I think the Titans maybe are a little bit more complete. They just seem to be winning uh, at a more convincing rate. Um, who do they just play? We just went over the uh, the preview or the recap. Uh, they just oh, yeah. they just put that beat down on the Lions, and this is a Lions team that almost came back on the Packers a few weeks ago as well. And the Packers uh, they they won by a one score margin against the Panthers. I think I, I like I think I like Tennessee a little bit more. They're they're an underrated team, which is so weird to say. Um, under the radar, I think, in people's minds to do uh, make a lot of noise in the playoffs. So I think that they're gonna win this one, make a statement in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. I mean, um, you don't want to doubt Aaron Rodgers, but oh, I'm not doubting him at all. Yeah, yeah, but whenever he's on the opposite side of of things, yeah, there's like always that performance that he always pulls out there. You know, remember him spelling relax, but I will say Tennessee, they'll win this one. Uh, let's make it really close. Let's make it 31 to 30. All right. Moving on to the primetime game. Before we go to our parlays, we got the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills won the division. They're looking for good season. They're 11 and three right now. They want that top seed. Um, uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in this one. The, the, the Patriot, I think Josh Allen will struggle through the air, but he's going to get it done on the ground. I think Zach Moss and Devin Singletary will have combined for probably 250. Um, that you, you see, you've seen what the, what the, 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 the 250 yards from uh, the Dolphins, and I think the, the Buffalo Bills have a better running game. Josh Allen, I think, will struggle a little bit, but you got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley, who are just pretty much 100% what you're throwing into him. So I'm going to take uh, Buffalo in this one. They're going to walk. They're going to cakewalk this. Um, I'm going to take them winning 31 to 13. Yeah, I'll take Buffalo. Don't have to explain this one too much. I think they're just the way better team here. So I'll take them uh, 27 to 10. 27 to 10. I like that score. All right, moving on to our parlays. And hopefully Lucas does not get PTSD, but I'm going to let him go first. All right. I placed the bet already, guys. Um, it's locked. It's locked in. We, we got it. You know, uh, all I want for Christmas, man. So uh, I got the Titans here at plus four. I bought a point. Um, I have them winning this game, but if they don't, I think it'll be close anyway. So plus four is great against the Packers. Eagles minus one against the Cowboys. I think we can all see the Eagles winning that one. Bills minus six against New England. I like that. 
Uh, Bears minus six against Jacksonville. They've been putting up 30, pl- 30 plus points. Let's let's see it happen. Indy got a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Pittsburgh, you better not you better not bounce back. You've been looking very crappy um, these past this past month. Uh, just continue doing that for one more week. Dolphins minus two against the Raiders, and then the Browns minus eight against the Jets. I put seven dollars and ten cents down because I was all left in my account. I didn't want to put any more uh, for to win two hundred ninety four dollars. That's so funny because I'm putting the rest of my money I got in my account in this. Um, I'm liking it. I'm pretty confident you could get that four hundred dollars. Um, mine, I'm putting four dollars and eighty cents in, and I'm getting eight hundred and thirty three dollars back. It's an eight game parlay. And let's get right into it. I'm I'm picking the Rams to win the Seahawks and them scoring over 47 points combined. I got Philadelphia Eagles straight up winning the, the Cowboys. I got Miami straight up winning the Raiders. And um, I got the Colts winning the Steelers and scoring more than 44 and a half points. I got that. That's a lock. And then I got Tennessee and Green Bay Packers um, going over 56 and Tennessee winning that one. So I got a couple wins and overs. I got three overs and five five teams. How much uh, money did you put down? I'm putting four eighty four dollars and eighty cents. I'm winning. Uh, I could win up to eight hundred and thirty three dollars and twenty eight cents. That's a good bet. I'm placing it right now. Placed bets. <laughs> bet successfully placed. There it is. It is a lock. And if uh, I want to say something crazy, like oh, if I win, I'll if I you know I win, I'll cash up. I'll, I'll cash up someone twenty bucks. How about that? I'll cash up someone twenty bucks if I win this one. That's how. That's how. Um, that's how I'm giving. I'm in a giving spirit. So there you guys have it. Um, there, yes. Yeah, preview, review, and parlays. Lucas Reyes, where can they find you on social media? You find me on Twitter, where you can see me raging about my parlays at Sugarfree Lucas, and you see my thread of podcasts right there. That's how you enter our giveaway, our hundred dollar NFL shop gift card giveaway. All you have to do is like, retweet, comment, and you're that's an entry, and then multiple entries are allowed. And you must follow Sports Guy David, me, and the Fantasy Sports Cave on Twitter. And that's it. And then, David, where can we find you on social? You can find me at Sports Guy David on all social medias. If you go on any of my social medias, you'll see I'm doing a raffle for Charger fans. I'm raffling off a Justin Herbert rookie card and a super cozy Chargers sweater. And I'm going to buy another prize today because someone entered 400 times. So I'm just going to give him a prize because he deserves it for that education. He blew up my phone for three hours. Um, he made me feel better about myself for my phone not being dry. Um, also, you can buy some Sports Guy David merchandise. It comes with a T-shirt, four stickers, two hollow, two regular, a pin, and a keychain, all for $30, including shipping. You'll get it within this week if you order right now. All profits are going to breast cancer because even though Breast Cancer Awareness Month is over, breast cancer still continues. Hashtag all boobs matter. All right, well, there you guys have it. Follow Fantasy Sports Give as well for all sports updates and all podcasts. From Lucas Reyes, Sports Guy David, and the Fantasy Sports Cave, you guys have a happy holiday. Be safe. Um, get drunk for me. Be drunk with me. Shit, that'd be even better. But you guys have a wonderful holiday. We out.